Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This week on Parts Per Billion, the graying of American nuclear power. Hello, welcome to Parts Per Billion, Bloomberg BNA's environmental policy podcast. I'm your host, David Schultz. So let's go back to the 1960s, back to the dawn of the age of nuclear power. Back then, it was probably hard to imagine that the new reactors that were being built would still be running well into the 21st century. But as it turns out, that's exactly what happened. The oldest nuclear reactor in the U.S. is about to turn 47 later this year. It began running just a few months after Jimi Hendrix walked onto the stage at Woodstock. By the way, that was not a Jimi Hendrix song, just in case his lawyers are listening to this. So you've got these aging nuclear power plants. Many of them are getting near the end of their 60-year licenses, That means the power companies that own them are going to be faced with a tough choice pretty soon to try to renew these licenses for another 20 years or throw in the towel and walk away. Bloomberg BNA Energy reporter Rebecca Kern wrote about the factors these companies are weighing in making this decision, and she says it's not just about whether a nuclear reactor can continue running past its 60th birthday. It's also about whether it's even worth it to try. Every nuclear power plant is given a 40-year initial license, and then they can seek to renew it for an additional 20 years, which will bring them out to 60 years. And that's where we have a number of plants approaching the end of their 60-year license. So they are now considering whether to pursue another 20-year license extension and take it out to 80 years of operation. We have some of the oldest nuclear plants in the world, us, and India. We have two plants that have announced that they want to renew, and that would be an Exxon Corp plant and then a Dominion power plant. And so what they're saying is they feel their plants operate efficiently and effectively enough to operate another 20 years. But it's it's every plant has to make that decision on their own. Can these plants actually continue operating even though they're they're already 60 years old could they be uh you know operating for another 20 more years like what what goes into making a a 80 year old nuclear plant Mm -hmm. safe and uh functional what they would need to do is what is what is called an aging management plan or program they would have to demonstrate that their equipment is up to date and sound and safe and if they can do so there's no reason to say that they could not operate safely for another 80 years. And it's all about how effectively you update these plants and replace parts such as generators. And so there's there's some big equipment that does not last 80 years. Um, that 
you know, some generators only last about 20 years, but then you have much longer term things and larger things like concrete and um, the holding walls for water, which is used to cool the plants. And those are not as easily replaced. And it's hard to know um, exactly how long those can last. So that's what is being studied by this group I spoke with also called the Electric Power Research Institute, which is doing um, studies on longevity of things uh, such as concrete and lines, electric lines at power plants to assess can they operate safely after 80 years because those are things that are not easily replaced at a power plant. So we're talking about whether nuclear power plants can operate uh, for you know, 60, 80 years or more. But the, the other question that you brought up in your story that may be more important is, do these power companies even want to operate the plants for that long? What's the financial calculus that these companies are going through to determine, you know, well, we could operate this plant for another couple, you know, couple decades, but do we even want to? Yeah, that's a good point because we're seeing almost every month a new nuclear operator announce they are going to uh, do an early retirement of a nuclear plant, um, and that is not based on the safety or performance of the plant. It is really just an economic decision right now because these plants are, the ones that have been announced early closures are located in these deregulated energy markets, primarily in the Northeast and the Midwest. We're seeing this happen. And that is where they're having trouble competing with the record low natural gas prices. So they have to bid, and their their offer on these markets has to be the lowest price offer in order to win that bid. And right now, the lowest price offer is, is natural gas. So they are not, they're losing money. They're bleeding money, and it just does not make sense for them to stay open. So yes, you will not see maybe as many plants as physically could operate out to 80 years deciding to do so based on economics in these markets. Yeah, I mean, it, it's at, based on what you're saying, it sounds like for every nuclear plant that's considering renewing their license and going another you know, uh, 20 years, there are a lot more that are saying, not worth it, I'm going to shut down. Right now, publicly, there are only two that have announced, although I talked with the Nuclear Energy Institute, and they have a sense that there are lots that will likely go this route. Um, they're just not making that public announcement yet. So, it, you know, and it's early. Plants, this is a very long and arduous process for the nuclear industry. It can take five to ten years um, to do these aging equipment management studies. So that's why they're announcing so early. So it's a long and arduous process uh, for the power companies, but it's also a long and arduous process for the Nuclear Regulatory Commission because they're the ones that would be receiving these applications to renew the license. And I imagine these are pretty complex given that we're talking about plants that are already 60 years old, uh, potentially could be going even uh, beyond 60. Is the NRC ready for this? Do they have the, the bandwidth to be able to really sort of give these applications the, the scrutiny they they kind of require, I guess? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. The NRC um, has already renewed, um, I think, about 80 of the 100 nuclear plants for their first license renewal, which takes them out to six years. So NRC has this experience. They have the staff to do it. It is likely they will have new considerations going out to 80 years because the plants will be older at that point. So so the process 
may um, may be slightly different than these than the first renewal process these these companies went through for their extension of six years. I talked, like I said, with the Nuclear Energy Institute. They said, in fact, they believe the second license renewal process out to 80 years could be faster than the first process because of the lesson learned NRC um, had from the first renewal process. And obviously, they've already reviewed these plants before. So each plant has a specific makeup and design. But if they just reviewed them previously, it may not be as difficult the second round, is what NEI is saying. It may not actually take up you know, as much of the NRC's kind of time and resources as you might think. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what they're hoping. No, no plant has gone through this yet. But um, but they are hoping it could be a, a faster process um, based on lessons learned. And um, NRC is going through what they're developing as a new guidance for industry. Um, and it's called the Generic Aging Lesson Learned for Subsequent License Renewal. What's the, the acronym there? Generic uh, Aging? GAL. GAL. <laughs> GAL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots of acronyms. And so that is out... That's out for public comment, and they're hoping to finalize it next year. So we've talked about uh, the industry. We've talked about scientists. We've talked about government regulators. Let's talk about the environmental community now, the, the advocacy groups that have a lot of, of uh, sway here in, in this uh, on this issue. What are their thoughts on this? Do they want to see these plants continue to operate for another couple decades? Do they want them to shut down? Uh, because... It's, it's a complex issue. On the one hand, you know, a lot of these groups are opposed to nuclear power and have been for a long time. On the other hand, uh, this is a, uh, you know, non-carbon intensive source of power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these groups are now also getting involved on activism on uh, climate change. And so it's, it almost seems like they're being sort of pulled in, in a couple different directions. What, how are the environmental advocacy groups responding to this new uh, wave of, of power plants coming up for renewal? Well, and it is a tough position to take because nuclear power is carbon-free, but there's also the side effect of the high-level radioactive waste. So it's not always got the best environmental impacts, but in terms of emissions, it's it's zero emitting. And so I spoke with a guy, uh, Tim Judson, with the Nuclear Information Resource Service Group, and they they generally take a stance against nuclear power. He thought these early announcements were not grounded in reality because of the economics we were talking about earlier of nuclear plants announcing early closures. So he thinks that these companies are saying, we're going to renew the licenses for our power plants, Mm -hmm. but they're actually not going to do that in reality? Well, you know, this is his view. He thinks it may be too early for these companies to know whether they'll be uh, economically sound in 13 to 16 years when the license has to be renewed. That's his view. And that's based on, I mean, the fact that we have about six um, plants or more now announcing an early retirement due to um, difficulty competing in the economic markets. So um, that's just his view. I, I think, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt because he doesn't necessarily support nuclear to begin with. So why why would the the companies say that they're going to renew these plants if they they're not going to? Like what what benefit would that confer on on them? I I don't think they would do that because they have shareholders and ratepayers. So I don't I don't think they would not pursue that. And I think um, once you file with the NRC, it's pretty official. 
and a lot of thought goes into this. So, um, and it, and that's why they do it so early and a lot of time and money to do these aging management programs. Um, so that's why they're starting early. But I mean, I think he's just talking about in the context of the market conditions, um, you, you may not see as many um, applying because, you know, gas is not supposed to go up and anytime soon. So it it's hard to tell where nuclear is going to be in 20 years. Bloomberg BNA Energy reporter Rebecca Kern. For more of her reporting on the nuclear industry, visit our website at bna.com. You can find the latest news on energy and other issues at Bloomberg BNA's Daily Environment Report, a source for comprehensive coverage of the day's top environmental news. Start a free trial of Daily Environment Report by visiting bna.com slash daily podcast. That's bna.com slash daily hyphen podcast. Parts Per Billion was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. The theme music for Parts Per Billion is A Message by Jazar. Other music in this episode was Psychedelic Saturday by Where the Moon Came From. They were both used under a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license. More information can be found at freemusicarchive.org. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.